Welcome, everyone, to episode 24 of Casting the Net. In this episode, we continue the discussion on prayer. And again, a lot of great things here. The guys talk about how you can't call yourself Christian if you're not praying. They talk about the importance of letting God speak to you versus you speaking to him, how prayer does not always mean capturing God's attention, how prayer is about us changing, not God changing, and how that prayer is not a negotiating tactic. I love this episode. I think there's a lot of great information in here, just really unique ways to think about prayer. So we hope you enjoy episode 24, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends, thanks for joining us once again. I'm Father Dave, joined by my co-host, Rick, on Casting the Net. And last time, Rick, we launched a new series on prayer, or Christian prayer, mm-hmm. and at least had an introductory what foundation that we tried to lay accenting that prayer is not so much a task to complete as it is a conversation to have mm. an ongoing conversation yep additional thoughts that you have maybe even by the the, the word itself prayer you can't really call yourself a Christian if you're not praying. I can I can begin with that definitively, mm. just mm. because it it is a conversation, and you, it, I mean, just you think about your own human relationships. Yeah. There has to be conversation between, um, you know, you and the ones you love. Otherwise, the, the relationship isn't there. It doesn't it doesn't flourish. It doesn't uh, doesn't strengthen. Um, now there are instances, and I'm, I'm going to go to sort of an odd spot for this. <laughs> This this example. Um, let me let me tighten my that's, seat, that's right. seat belt. I don't want to scandalize anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, about twenty years ago, I'm, I'm thinking of the movie Pulp Fiction, which is I never saw it. Interesting on sort of an aesthetic level. Um, okay. There's there's objectionable content. You know, okay. I, I would I would uh, caution um, the audience. I mean, certainly you know parents don't let your kids watch it. But okay. um, there's a really marvelous exchange between John Travolta's character. And Uma Thurman's character, where she uh, she talks about how um, if you can sit with somebody and not fill every second with talking, you know you found somebody really special. You know, mm. a special friend, special mm. special relationship. Um, mm. And so, you know, I, I I would say that you know, for for as important as it is to have conversation with God, um, you know, that communion can also simply take the take the form of um, of of being in his presence, you're letting him speak to you, taking it in. Um, I think we we're, we're a noisy people, you know. We're a busy people. We fall into the habit or the trap of thinking that prayer has to be us spewing things at God, you mm. know, just you know, rapid fire. And if we don't get it just right, he's not going to answer our prayers. Um, mm. Can just as easily and just as fruitfully, mm. and, and, and indeed sometimes more fruitfully, be us listening, mm. um, sitting in the quiet of wherever we find ourselves and taking in his presence and, and letting him say what he wants to say to us. Um, so conversation, absolutely. And it's, it's absolutely vital as a Christian to engage in it. Otherwise, um, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to see how the relationship blossoms. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. 
that it is a uh, an ongoing desire. It's a desire that fuels an ongoing conversation, a desire to get to know, and a desire to experience, right? Other yeah. is other. Yeah. And understanding, appreciating the benefit of that. Yeah. And because the other is God in this case, it's it's also not something we can just do on our own. Mm. You know, it's, it's something that God does in us. Um, Say more about that because that is a really yeah. great reminder to me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Easily forgotten. But, um, you know, it's it's it, we think about it in the Gospels when, when the disciples ask Jesus, you know, Lord, teach us to pray. And then he, he introduces the great Lord's Prayer. That, that suggests that it's not something we can just force ourselves into. It's a gift from God. Yeah. Um, it's a grace yeah. that, um, that, that he puts in us. And he's actually inviting us into the conversation that's going on between the persons of the Trinity. You know, Jesus himself is a prayer in that he, his whole life, his whole earthly life, and, and eternity as well, is him giving himself to the Father mm. and the Father giving himself mm. in return to the Son mm. and the Spirit, mm. you know, being in the mix as well. Yes. Um, so there, there's a sharing, there's a communing going on within the very life of God, which, you know, we when it takes earthly form in us, we call prayer. But it's just us sort of getting in on that exchange between the persons of the Trinity. That we are invited to participate imperfectly yes. in this perfect love yeah, right <laughs> right yeah. self-giving receiving love and here we are getting to participate in that notice not as spectators watching but as participants right. in the drama which is god that is drama key. in the best sense of the word absolutely love alone yeah so important you you mentioned in our last episode saint paul's inspiration of the Holy Spirit to say that we're to pray without ceasing. And I was reminded that our Lord also says as much. It was it happened to be in a, in a in a gospel that we heard somewhat recently on Sunday at, uh, at mm. Mass mm-hmm. that was followed by a story um, illustrating the, the importance of prayer and that we're to pray always. And a distinction being that praying always does not mean that 24-7 we're supposed to be reciting yeah. platitudes that somehow are going to capture God's attention right. or impress that's, God. That's magic. Yes. Something very different is going on. Yes. That's, that's something very different is going on with us in, in yeah. prayer. Yeah. 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 And say more about for you how how you've come to experience the um the impact of continuous prayer. I think for me, it was working out one of the one of it's it's called a problem of prayer. Like theologically, it's a it's a sort of theologians call it one of the problems of prayer because it's it's a it's a conundrum that sort of arises from prayer. Like, you know, God is God. How how do we influence Him with our prayers, or, or do we at all? Mm. Is it even right to say describe it that way? Mm. And when I began to see prayer primarily as a communion and less about me trying to persuade him or mm. hector him or badger mm. him into doing something for me, that was really transformative for me. Mm. So we, we talked a little bit ago about, um, you know, the, the persons of the Trinity giving themselves to one another and how we see that, especially in the earthly life of Jesus. 
and you take an instance from Christ's life, like the um, you know the the agony in the garden, where, mm-hmm. where where Christ you know he he goes through what he goes through, but it culminates in not my will but yours be done. Yes, like I'm going to give myself to you so much that it's not going to be my will; it's going to be your will that needs to be done. Um, when I came to understand that that's that's what I'm getting in on, like that's what I'm participating in or sharing in when I pray. It really cleared up a lot of the difficulties behind prayer. It, it resolves a lot of the um, the problems with unanswered prayers. Hmm. Like, why why didn't God answer that prayer? It seemed noble. It seemed worthy. Well, sure, it's noble and worthy, but but God has something else in mind for you, and you really prayer, prayers about you know us changing, not God changing. <laughs> like, I need to change to see that you know. Okay, I didn't get that. Not my will, but God's be done. You know, and so. Once I see that and once I acknowledge that, grace kind of wriggles into a person's heart and transforms me, you, whomever, um, so that we can see that, so that we become more and more conformed to Christ and take on Mm. his approach to the Father, Mm. which is not my will but yours be done. Yeah, dependency. Yes. Trust. Absolutely. Hmm. And to be clear, when prayer is approached as a, negotiating tactic i'm going to i'm going to coax god right. into giving me what i want our the desires within us are are answered albeit in ways that the provident god does beyond our imagining for our benefit yes and Feeble little mind, selfish little self. I'll, I'll be first person singular here. Hey, I'm, so I'm right there so, with you, man. So narrow and broken and insecure yes. that I think God has to act in this moment, at this time, in this way. Yeah. And somehow anything other than that, just it, not, it, not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> correct. And yet, you know this. I mean, you know this profoundly as parent. You have a perspective that your children do not. Yeah. And you know it's best when they come to discover that themselves and own it themselves and live forth from that, right? It's theirs. It's theirs. And you're leading them to that, which is far better than in a, in a selfish moment. (laughs) They can't understand. That's right. That's right. Father, um, Father Charlie Ritter, um, longtime priest in the diocese. He was, he was in Bryan forever at St. Pat's and, um, you know, just, I owe a lot to him in my own religious formation. Mm. Um, as, as he always did and does summed it up way better than I ever could. He he once said about prayer, you know, God either gives you what you ask for, or he gives you something better. <laughs> Pretty much sums up everything we've just said. And, you know, as that eight or nine words, imagine going in with that mindset when we have a heartfelt plea. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And not settling to the real narrow conclusion that I think it must be. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's powerful. Yeah. Appreciate that. So the, uh, the hallmark of mature Christian, of a genuine Christian, of an intentional disciple, is an, an authentic follower of Jesus, is this insatiable desire yeah. to spend time together. Yep. And... You know, I know, you know, in Scripture, especially in the Gospels, it does speak as though, you know, we, we, we pray insistently 
and scripture can sometimes make it sound as though we are trying to, to badger God into giving us what we want. Um, again, it just, let's, let's steer clear of that way of reading yeah. the text and right. think of it as being persistent so that we can change. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is important to me. Either I'll get it or I should be changed so that I can see, okay, this, this wasn't God's providence for me. I will love that. I will, I will see um, God's activity with his eyes and not mm. mine. And that's, that's what makes prayer a, uh, an act of faith, mm. as, as we alluded to last time. It's um, the, you know, the, the theological virtue of faith is to see the, the world from God's perspective yes. as much as we can in our, yeah. our limited capacity, yeah. but it's not perfect. But yeah. it's, it's, more than, um, it's more than unaided human vision. Yes. Um, and through the eyes of faith, uh, prayer becomes an act of faith uh, when we understand that, okay, didn't get what I prayed for. Yes. I will love God's providence anyway. I will love the story that he's telling right now. Not, not the one I wish it would be, but the one that it is. Yes. One of our Eucharistic prayers articulates that very truth as we implore God to enable us to have, um, to be able to see the signs of the times hmm. Through, through the eyes of faith. Through the eyes yeah. of faith, right? That, that's, that's how we're looking at daily living. That's how we're looking at our struggles. That's how we're looking at our joys. Yeah. Our jo- they're all blessings. And the proper response to it all is praise of the living God. That's right. <laughs> when things uh, are, are, are working well yeah. and when things aren't working well, the response of the mature Christian is that of praise, yep. praise of God. Yeah. Tolkien had a, J.R. Tolkien had a, Oh, gee, see, I'm, I'm venturing into our Flannery O'Connor <laughs> territory from West. You're going to have homework assignment no, after I, the I think I, can get, I, I think I have this one. All right. Uh, right. J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, <laughs> you know, of course, he's the author of The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings series and the Silmarillion, but uh, he's a devout Catholic. Um, had some wonderful, just marvelous things to say about the faith. Wrote in a letter, I believe, to his son. Um, he said, what disciplines of God aren't blessings? You know, what disciplines of God aren't blessings hmm. or something along those lines. <laughs> that was just, <laughs> but the idea there is, is, as you just said, I mean, even, even when God says no, it's a blessing yeah, and, and we should rejoice in that. Um, yeah. I mean, it'll, I forget that he has my best interest yeah. always at heart. There's never a moment when he doesn't desire that for me. I do too. We, we're we're very we're we're a sophisticated, knowledgeable people, and it's really easy to, you know, to violate the first commandment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to forget that God is God, and yeah, that's right. That, the that Lord alone. Yeah, that we're whole uh, heart, whole mind, whole soul. Yeah, whole self. Yeah, right. Yeah, friends. He's he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We're so grateful that you have spent this time with us. We hope it was as beneficial for you as it was for us because we we sure enjoy hanging out and we (laughs) love having friends join the conversation and you are among those friends. So thank you very much. We're simply seeking to cast the net. Friends, he's Rick and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.